And now from Job chapter 42, then Job answered the Lord, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Who is this that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I've uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Hear and I will speak. I will question you and you declare to me. I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. Faithful and true are the words of God. So this series this month, we've been reading across this book of Job, talking about the struggle is real. We've talked about what it's like to face danger, calamity, darkness, those times where we're struggling to even find God. And then the deep questions, how do we face deep questions of faith and life and theology? And then finally this morning, we come to this final chapter where Job is responding to God or facing God. Job, throughout the book, has been complaining about God, lamenting the absence of God, calling for God to give him his day in court, to meet him face to face. And then last week in chapter 38, we got there and God appears. But rather than just giving straight answers to Job's questions, God begins to ask Job some questions. And throughout chapter 38 and 39 and 40 and 41, God has one question after another. Job is overwhelmed by the presence of God and these questions that he had not thought of, that he was not considering before God has brought them up. But now as we come to this very last chapter, chapter 42, Job is ready to respond. After the barrage of questions from God, Job has been humbled. He realizes that God is so much greater than he had been thinking, that God has done so much more than he had considered. And so Job is humbled, but not humiliated. The way the NRSV that I'm reading out, this Revised Standard Version, has Job saying at the very end of what we read there in verse 6, I despise myself. The footnote in my study Bible says Hebrew meaning is not clear. So Bible scholars, when they get to those passages, look at the context and the linguistics of it all and try to figure out what is this trying to say in the Hebrew and then translate it into the English. Last week, I mentioned to you Dr. Gustavo Gutierrez, who's written a book on Job. He's a South American pre-scholar, author. He helps us, helped us last week. He helps us again this week. He draws on the work of another Bible scholar, Dr. Dale Patrick, to interpret or translate this sixth verse. Dr. Patrick says, there is no subject here. It does not say I despise myself. The translators have added myself. The word here is maybe despise or repudiate, but really at the root of it, it is the word repent. It's a Hebrew verb, nahum, 
right before there's a little word al al it means repent but in the context dr patrick says it means to change my mind in this context he says what job is saying i have changed my mind and the subject is not about himself so much as about dust and ashes you remember in the early in the book all these terrible things befall job and he's sitting on a pile of dust and ashes and throughout the book he basically remains there in grief and lament dr gutierrez and dr patrick are saying when we get to chapter 42 it's not a continuation of that but it's the moment of the turn there's a twist in the plot job has changed his mind He's ready to be done with dust and ashes. He's ready to stop complaining about God. He now has come into the presence of God, and he's changed his mind. He's saying, I was wrong about God. My friends who've been complaining and telling me that I'm to blame for all of these terrible things, they were wrong about God too. Now that God has come and I've experienced God's presence I've changed my mind. I want to read you a few of the sentences Gutierrez writes. He says, the truth that Job has grasped is that justice alone does not have the final say about how we are to speak of God. Only when we have come to realize that God's love is freely bestowed do we enter fully and definitively into the presence of the God of faith? He goes on to say, the world of retribution is not where God dwells. The Lord is not prisoner of give to me and I will give to you nothing. No human work, however valuable, merits grace. For if it did, grace would cease to be grace. This is the heart of the message of Job. Let me read a few of these verses to you again and see if Job now maybe sounds a little clearer. If Job is saying, I know, speaking to God, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. I have uttered what I did not understand and things too wonderful for me which I did not know. I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. Therefore, I change my mind about dust and ashes as my response to this suffering. Job is no longer going to be complaining and lamenting about the absence of God, for God has come to Job. And Job says, I get it now. I see you face to face. I can see you with my own eyes. I'm no longer going to be sitting here defeated, grieving, stuck on this pile of dust and ashes. Job has been humbled. But he has also come to trust God. 
He says, now I've seen God with my own eyes. Remember, before he hears about God, hearsay if you will, his friends have been telling him he's a terrible person. What he's heard with his ears is you are to blame. You must have done something wicked for God to respond in such a way as to cause all these terrible things to happen. And now Job says, that's what I had heard. That's what I knew about God. But now I see you, God. I know that you are here. I know that you've created all things and blessed us throughout creation and throughout our lives. Job has received a much bigger view of God, a much broader context, that of all creation, to think about who God is and where his problems and his suffering fits in with all of that. Job concludes that there is evil in the world, but that the world is not evil. Job concludes, oh, there are chaotic forces and bad things can happen, but all the world all the universe is not chaos. Job concludes, oh, we all have struggles. We all suffer losses. We all grieve our pain. But that's not all that life is made up of. That's only a portion of our lives. Through this great struggle, Job, who's been lamenting and grieving and complaining about God's absence, has now realized that God is very present with him. He has come to know God in a much more personal way, a way in which he can trust God even in the midst of his struggle and suffering. Where have you come to know God personally? For some of us, we experience God when we gather for worship and hear great music or a prayer that touches us or a word from Scripture that moves us. Throughout my ministry, I've had people come out of worship from time to time and say to me, God was speaking straight to me today. They're referring to that experience of God's presence, of a God who knows us personally and cares about our struggles and his helpiness through God speaking to me today, they would say. But others experience God in very different places, maybe on a vacation or on a camping trip, maybe on a retreat. Often out in nature, people report that they feel the magnificence of God and somehow the sense that God is there with them. So many stories in the Bible of people experiencing God when they were out in nature, up on a mountain, or somewhere out in a field, or in a garden. And they report that God came close, that God's presence was with them. Sometimes it's in our own homes or cars, in a time of prayer, where we're talking to God and hopefully listening as well, and all of a sudden we feel flooded by God's love or God's presence or God's forgiveness and it's a different kind of intimacy that we experience in that moment with God for Job it comes in the midst of this mighty struggle 
this personal experience of human pain, physical as well as emotional and mental and psychological as he loses children, loses all the things he has worked for, all the security and safety that he was counting on. He's lost it all. And in the midst of that loss and pain, Job reports that the presence of God came to him and spoke to him and illuminated his thinking and changed how he thought about God and experienced God. So many different ways that we can experience God coming close. Sometimes in the midst of a life-disrupting experience, we encounter God feeling closer than ever. Job said, I'd heard about you, God, but now I've experienced you firsthand. In a little bit, we're going to read through the rest of the communion liturgy and litany. You're going to hear names of people. Some you will recognize, some you may not, but they're saints. They're being listed as people who are exemplary in faith, who have come before us to help us know more about God and to come to know God in our own lives. When we read their biographies, what we find is that they experience God just like Job firsthand. And that experience changed the way they thought about God and the way they lived the rest of their lives because of God. No matter what may befall us, no matter what may happen to us in our lives, may we learn like Job to face God with humility and trust. May we too know God's caring closeness and majestic vastness throughout our day.